Do you know how many defensive touchdowns the Patriots have this year? How many defensive touchdowns? Yeah. You've caught me on the spot. Yeah. I, I don't know off the top of what's, my head. What's your guess? My guess would be four. Seven. <laughs> so they oh, have, God. They I have way off. They have five interceptions for a touchdown on their own and two fumble recoveries. They have, they have seven defensive touchdowns this year. It's No other team is even close. Just a wild stat for the Patriots on defense and one that really props up the reports that Robert Kraft, the Krafts in general, want changes to the approach on offense by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. We have thoughts on that here coming up. Of course, our thoughts and our attention continue to be with the rest of the NFL, kind of clinging to the latest updates on the status and health of Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. And we'll be reacting to some of those updates in real time on the show. With that being said, it's the Patriots Wire podcast. Welcome into the show. We're happy to be back. It's Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by Jordy McElroy, the managing editor of USA Today's Patriots Wire. Jordy, happy new year, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy new year to you and your, and your family, man. It's good to be back on together. Yeah, it definitely is. It's uh, We're excited to be back on, uh, excited to be talking Patriots. We still have a path to the playoffs, which is hard to believe with this team, but we're still here, as Belichick said after the game in the locker room. We're still here. Uh, and we will be we will be doing our normal agenda. We'll be talking paths. We'll be talking um, all the crazy scenarios with the with the playoffs because it is more confusing than just winning in. And we'll get to that. But first, you know, we just want to hit right off the top. Uh, you know that it's been a tough week with the whole Demar Hamlin situation, right, Jordy? I mean, I haven't stopped refreshing Twitter every hour since Monday night. Uh, personally, like hoping for good news, hoping he's awake, alert, breathing on his own, in stable condition, all of that. You know, as of this recording on Thursday morning, that update hasn't really come. Seems like he's progressing, uh, you know, the way the doctors want him to. But that big update that he's awake and, and breathing on his own hasn't come. So that's still at the top of our minds. But, you know, we still got to have it's been tough, right? It's been kind of like we're stuck in a fog this week trying to get on with, you know, you're trying to get on with your job with the Patriots wire, navigating all this stuff. The Patriots play the bills this week, which has added some wrinkles to it, right? It's been tough to kind of get out of the fog of this whole thing. It's I think it's affected all, every football fan that was watching on Monday night. Yeah, man. I mean, and you know, like we all love this sport, but but you know that whole situation with Demar, it just it kind of it's that sobering moment where you just realize, you know, these guys are out there and they're they're putting their bodies and they're putting their lives on the line out there. You try you you really try not to think about that that type of stuff, but just seeing him out there on the field and. Just seeing the reactions from the players and the looks on their faces and the looks on fans, you know, it, it just it, it wasn't the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Buffalo Bills anymore. You know, f- football didn't matter anymore. It was just it was all about DeMar Hamlin's health. And a positive note right here, you know, as you were talking, we actually just got an update from Ann Rappaport on DeMar Hamlin's health. And it says that DeMar opened his eyes last night and is responsive, truly incredible. One thing that's very clear from speaking to those close to him, they are endlessly appreciative of the medical care given to Hamlin on the field immediately, then over the last 72 hours. So that is very, very good news. And yeah, we just continue to pray for DeMar and hope that he just continues to to, to get better and pull through this thing and come back stronger. That's that's awesome to hear. That's that's the exact kind of update you're hoping to get. Uh, and it does say I know the I mean, I know the NFL far from perfect when it comes to player safety. That's that's perfectly fair and valid. 
Uh, I know a lot of people were ripping the NFL on Monday night, but the fact that the personnel, the equipment, the response was in place, I mean, they, they probably saved this player's life, right? Right, Jordy? Just yeah. having the people in place, getting to him as fast as they did, working on him as fast as they did, you know, knowing what to do. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the NFL did something right. <laughs> I guess like having those the personnel in place, you know what I mean? And then ultimately with the game, uh, not playing it, canceling it this week, not not resuming it this week. I think um, all of that was handled very well. But uh, that's that's the kind of news that we, we've been waiting to hear. So that's that's excellent. That's that's great. That's great. I'm, I'm kind of reacting to that in real time. It's uh, wow. That's that's incredible. And it does sound like the bills are starting to operate as if this is a normal work week from this point forward, right? I know Sean McDermott's supposed to talk. Uh, we're talking on Thursday here. He's supposed to talk this afternoon. I think the Bills are supposed to have their first real practice. That's not a walkthrough. Yes. And they're starting to prepare for the Patriots. And uh, have the Pats been kind of doing the same thing, operating like a normal work week? I know they didn't talk to the media on Wednesday, Jordy, but they've been preparing as if they're a win and in kind of playing a playoff game on the road this weekend. They have been. So, I mean, like, like you said, they didn't they didn't talk to the media yesterday. They kind of you know held back on that a little a little while longer, which is understandable. Uh, but they did practice yesterday, and they had a couple guys come back to practice yesterday, which is obviously good news for the Patriots. They're a bit dinged up on both sides of the ball, so it's nice to get some help there. But yes, you know it's it's kind of it's it, it's kind of back to business a little bit. But obviously, you know, still still prayers for for, for Demar and, and and his situation right now, and the entire Bills organization. But yes, it, guys are kind of getting back to practice, and we're kind of we're kind of getting prepared for 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 this Sunday game. That's still kind of up in the air. We'll we'll see what happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be an emotional time <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, yes. You know, assuming this game does get played in Buffalo, it's gonna be it's gonna be something, man. It's gonna be very emotional across the league, but especially in Buffalo. Uh, and so that game, the Pats bills game has been kind of in limbo, right? They haven't, they haven't said they were going to postpone it or anything, but you know, just judging by the bills and, and how they were feeling and trying to take their lead on all this, uh, we weren't really sure whether the game was going to be played. It sounds like it's trending towards, it is going to go. So we'll operate like that as we talk through it here, Jordy on the show, but the game that still means a lot in terms of playoff impl- implications is this Bills Bengals game that was stopped on week 17. Now, it really doesn't feel in this moment like it's going to be continued. And if actually if you listen to the comments from Joe Burrow uh that were I think this was this was recorded on Wednesday, it, you kind of get a sense that maybe these teams don't want to re- resume this game. Here's Burrow. Um that would I think that would be tough. Uh, just just scheduling wise, I think, you know, I think whatever Buffalo would want to do would be what we would want to do as well. We're, you know, behind them 100 percent and support them in, in whatever they would decide to do going forward. So there's Joe Burrow hitting all the right notes, Jordy, right? Just like a perfect answer by Burrow. And it does feel like that game is going to be announced as a tie or a no contest. I, I think if. I think a Bengal a Bengals win. I know they were up in the game. I think that's off the table because it was so early. It was the fir- first quarter. Maybe if it was later yeah. in the game, you, you could that you could put that on the table. But I don't think a Bengals win is on the table. Uh, but it does feel like that game's not going to be finished, right? Which makes what is already kind of an intriguing, complicated playoff race even more complicated 
because it puts the Chiefs in control of their own destiny for the number one seed. And then if the Bills, it, so the Chiefs play the Vegas on Saturday. I hope this is coming across on the radio okay. Chiefs play Vegas. If if that game is ruled a no contest or a tie, well, the Chiefs could beat Vegas and get the number one seed. And then that could change things for Buffalo and how they approach Sunday's game with the Patriots, right? Jordy, you wrote about this before Monday night's game on how, you know, fans should be rooting for the Bengals because that could change the way the, the Bills approach Sunday's game. Well, that's still on the table with this Bills-Bengals game still in flux. And it seems like a decision on that, it's got to be coming before this weekend, right? Jordy, that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah, and you know, in the the NFL, they've they've kind of they've kind of hinted towards that 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 they expect a decision to be made in the coming days, and and that's kind of what I'm thinking as well. I'm thinking that the Bengals and the and the Bills game will likely be off. Like they're they're not going to go back in there and 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 finish that game out. It just doesn't make sense scheduling wise. You know, even if I've heard some people talk about you know the bye week in between the Super Bowl and 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 you know the and the and the and the conference championship games. That extra week that comes in there. Some people talked about eliminating that and and just kind of pushing things back. But man, you'd have to move like the whole season back at that point. There's just it's just too complicated to fit that game in there. And you can't. I mean, you you, you can't have the Bills play a game and then a couple of days later they play the Bengals and then a couple of days you know and then later on they play the they play their first round of playoffs. Like they're not going to play two or three games in the same week or anything like that. So it's just it it, it doesn't fit. But yes, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they would be number one and they would be in control of their own destiny to potentially win that top AFC seed if they if they were to beat the beat the Las Vegas Raiders. And and if you're the Bills in that situation, you know, even before even before all all of the things that, that have that have transpired over the last week with DeMar Hamlin and everything, you you would think you would think that they would come into that Patriots game and and, and, and they would probably rest some starters. Now, I'm not saying that they would rest all of their starters, but, I mean, I would, I would think Josh Allen and some of those guys, Stephon Diggs, you know, some of their, some of their top-tier talent, like those guys aren't going to play a full four-quarter game. Um, and, and they would probably like to, like, like to get a little extra rest headed in there into the playoffs. But in this situation, too, you throw the DeMar Hamlin stuff in there. You know, this is a team that's been through a lot. I mean, just – I. Hell, the whole football community has been through a lot, but those guys share a locker. Those guys shared a locker room with Hamlin, and they're all really close with him. You know, it's, it's it's such a traumatic experience, and you know they're dealing with a lot mentally. So you just you just kind of wonder like what they're ready for. You know, we just got a positive update for Demar, which is incredible. We're so proud of that, and you know, it's just it's just it's, it's what what are they ready for? Are these is this a team that that feels the need to go out there and beat the Patriots? Even though they're probably going to get the second or third seed, you know, if if everything kind of breaks the way we're thinking is going to going to break, or is this a team that that you know rest another week and and rest mentally and physically, and then they come back ready ready to roll in the first week of the playoffs? And that's kind of what I would lean towards them doing, but we'll have to see, man. It's just such a fluid situation right now with without all the information there, so we'll just have to see what they do. Yeah, we're we're just speculating here, of course, but my guess is that the NFL is going to call it a no contest, not finish that game. That the Chiefs could definitely clinch that first round by because I, I I'm sorry, I don't see Jared Stidham and the Vegas knocking off the Chiefs. I know they I know the Raiders played the Chiefs tough in Arrowhead earlier this year. I just don't 
I don't see it happening, Jordy. I know Jared, Jared Stidham looked like Joe Montana, which we'll get into against the 49ers. Just the Patriots luck, it will happen. Just the Patriots <laughs> yeah, luck this season. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I think if if we're talking about Patriots, Bill, straight up with everybody and, you know, going full full bore, Josh Allen going all four quarters, I don't give the Patriots much of a chance at Buffalo. I don't think we've looked very good against that team. But if the Bills are approaching that game differently, obviously that's advantage Patriots and maybe the Patriots get into the playoffs that way. So uh, it's just wild. I mean, one thing that I've been harping on all season is I'm just like, get the number one seed, Buffalo. Get the number one seed, right? I'm so sick of the Chiefs having the number one seed. I'm so sick of the Chiefs (laughs) hosting that game, the AFC Championship. Jordy, it's happened the last four years in a row. The last four (laughs) AFC Championship games have been played at Arrowhead Stadium. Now the Chiefs haven't won all of them, but they've all been played there. And but now, you know, what? if I'm Buffalo now, given what, you know, what's transpired in the last week here, I don't care. I don't care about the one seat anymore. If I'm Buffalo, right? I don't operate like that. I just think, look, we went into Kansas City. If we're Buffalo, we beat them this year in Arrowhead Stadium. We could do it again. And I think that would probably be my mindset if I was the Bills. Right. Uh, But man, just a just a complicated situation. Right. But the Patriots right now, as it currently stands a seven-point home dog or a seven-point road dog, I'm sorry, going into Buffalo. So it's just hard to it's hard to like think about the game, Jordy, and, and know what to expect, isn't it? It really is. And I mean, yeah, it's just I mean, there's just there's there's so many other factors out there just kind of weighing over over this situation. It's just it's hard to know, man. And like you said, all we can do is just really just speculate. I mean, it's, uh, until until we kind of have more information. It it will help when the NFL kind of gives us some clarity on what's going on with this Bengals-Bills game, if they're going to go forward with it or if they're going to cancel it. And I would expect that news at any time, hopefully. Yep, I'm with you. It's got to come. It's got to come before the weekend. That's all. That's all. Yes. It, it has to. And it will. Uh, and that's both of our guesses. And then all eyes will be on Chiefs Raiders on Saturday afternoon. I mean, they're doing a good job getting eyes on that game, I guess, because it wasn't that great a game to begin with. Uh, but so we'll move on with kind of what one of our top Patriots topics, uh, you know, aside from the game. And that is the reports that Robert Kraft, Jordy, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks because of the holidays. So we haven't hit on this yet. Robert Kraft reportedly is not happy with the direction of the Patriots offense in the post Josh McDaniels era. And first of all, we're all with you there, Robert. You know, you preach it to the choir. <laughs> it's been a disaster, Jordy. Right. Like Mac Jones. He hasn't taken anything resembling a year two leap. I, I, that's got to be annoying to Kraft, uh, who spent a, a you know a first round you know the Patriots spent a first round pick on that player. Uh, the, the offense just the thing that's bothering me the most is like the offense just has not been explosive or dangerous all year, right? They they just haven't been. And we heard all all offseason, oh look, we got Pierre Strong and we got Tyquan Thornton. Look at all the speed we're adding to the team. Oh, we're going to be explosive, and it's that hasn't been the case. They they can keep putting Tyquan Thornton out there for all these snaps. But the offense hasn't been explosive. It just hasn't. It's been plotting. It's been conservative. It's been all Ramadre Stevenson and, you know, throwing it to Jacoby Myers at the sticks and hopes to like extend drives. Uh, And really, it's been, as we've talked about all season long, Jordy, about the defense and the defense has scored more points than any other defense in football. And it's not even close, Jordy. And here's my like live trivia question that I texted you about earlier today. And I know you've been just dying to know what this question is, right? Do you know how many defensive touchdowns the Patriots have this year? How many defensive touchdowns? Yeah. You caught me on the spot. I I don't know off the top of my head. What's your guess? My guess would be four. Seven. (laughs) Oh, God. I was way off. They have five 
interceptions for a touchdown on their own and two fumble recoveries. They have, they have seven defensive touchdowns this year. It's No other team is even close. So when you factor that in, uh, that you have this defense that is just score literally, aside from stopping the other team, Jordy, they're literally scoring points for this struggling offense all season long. And that is why we're at 500 right now and still with a chance and a realistic chance, I guess, to make the playoffs. It's because of the defense. It's because of things kind of breaking right with this, like all of these second string and third string quarterbacks the Patriots have faced, right? I mean, I don't think we'd be in this situation right now if it wasn't for that. The offense just has not been good enough. So how can you blame Robert Kraft for not being happy? And I think the the big story here is that whether they end up qualifying for the playoffs or not, Robert Kraft, the Krafts, all, Jonathan, they're going to know it has not been good enough. We probably shouldn't have made the playoffs this year. And changes are coming, right? Are they going to sit down Bill Belichick, Jordy, and and have that conversation and say, we're bringing it, we're going we're gonna to throw a bunch of money at Billy O'Brien or something? Uh, how do you think that plays out? I, there's no way they run it back with Patricia and Joe Judge. I mean, that's so just real quick back to your point, like seven, like that's that's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, so Matt Jones blown. has your 11 touchdown passes. <laughs> think about that. It's Put crazy. that into perspective. <laughs> Mac Jones has 11 touchdown passes and the defense has seven touchdowns. That's wow. That's crazy. That's, that's a, so that's a sober statistic right there. But yeah, I mean, it's just the situation that they're in right now. Obviously you cannot run it back with Matt Patricia and Joe judge. I guess if you want to run back the clown show, then, then by all means do what you do. But I mean, if, if you're Robert Kraft, yeah, man, obviously you're upset. You're seeing the situation. I mean, Matt, Matt Jones was a Pro Bowl player as as a as a rookie in the NFL, and now the poor guy's moon has moonwalked back faster than the late great Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's just it, it's it's sad. It really is. You know, you just you've seen him. I mean, you, you've seen him come out here eleven touchdown passes. I mean, that's just that's it's pitiful. Not good enough. at this point. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Matt Patricia, he obviously I, it's hard to really blame him because Bill Belichick put him in that position. I get how it's easy to just kind of point to Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia's inept. He doesn't understand offensive play calling. He's doing such a terrible job. But Bill Belichick put him in that position. It's just one of these things where Bill has to start changing his ways to some degree. You know, I've touched on it in multiple pieces where Bill just Bill just kind of he kind of has his way of th- of doing things, and the guy's seventy years old. So I get you, man. I get you. He just he he has his habits or whatnot, and he doesn't want to change. And it's hard to argue with him with six freaking head coach Super Bowl trophies sitting there on his mantle. I get you. I hear you. But things are changing. You have to start investing more in the off on the offensive side of the ball. It's almost like he thinks he has this cheat code where he can just put all of his thought and resources into defense, and you know we'll just kind of we'll, we'll 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 do a little bit of tinker here or there on offense, and we'll just figure it out. The defense and cure all woes, but obviously he can't, man. Not not in today's NFL. You know we we were talking about the Chiefs earlier. You brought up the point that they've hosted the last four AFC Championship games. Well, can you? Like we obviously they have look at their freaking offense. I mean, their offense is loaded to the teeth yep. with an incredible quarterback, and they're always giving this guy weapons all around them. It's just the Patriots, they have to do a better job with the offense and getting some of those offensive skill players over there. Now, you know, Tyquan Thornton kind of came alive in that Dolphins game, and you hope to see more of that. And obviously, you want the offensive line to improve, but let's start with the play caller and let's get Matt Patricia out of there. You mentioned Billy O'Brien, I like that thought. 
and I'm praying every night on this, that the Las Vegas Raiders decide to fire Josh McDaniels. I'm sorry. I don't want to see the man lose his job. But for God's sake, I would love to see him back in New England as the offensive coordinator. Please come back. That would be that would be even better than Bill O'Brien. But right now, Bill O'Brien, man, that's just that – that sounds amazing compared to what we do have right now in Matt Patricia. And I do think – I do think Kraft, he ultimately, him and Bill, you know, they sit down and they have a discussion. I don't expect Kraft to, like, pressure him or anything like that, like kind of strong arm him or, or you know, pe- people act like he's going to – it's like Bill's going to the principal's office and he's getting ready to get fired or something. I, it's, it's, yeah. We're not there yet. But I do expect him to have a conversation on, you know, getting a legitimate offensive play caller there. And I think Bill will be open with it. Um, I honestly think he was open to it this year. He and he had done a he'd done a um during his Boston sports radio rounds and I believe it was I'm not sure if it's on the Greg Hill show but it was on one of the sh- one of the shows but he had mentioned and he basically said you know it's too too late in the season to make those sort of changes so for him to make that comment in my opinion it's sort of him admitting that yeah you know things didn't necessarily go according to plan and we we would make those changes but it's just a little too late right now so hopefully in the offseason, Bill can. Bill can come to the agreement that having Matt Patricia in as the offensive coordinator was a bad move and we can get a real play caller in there and the Patriots can start to see some improvements. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in agreement here, Jordy. I I don't think Kraft is going to say, Bill, you're fired. If you don't, if you don't change the play caller and get an offensive coordinator in here, because we all know Bill's going to pass Shula's head coach wins record with the Patriots. It's going to happen. All right. The craft's not going to let that not happen. It's going to happen with the Patriots. It's going to be a big thing. We're going to celebrate it and whatever that's happening. Belichick's not going anywhere anytime soon. We're going to see in a couple more years of Belichick. So whether fans like that or not, think Bill's too old or what? You know, I don't know. Whatever. Bill's going to be here. But I think the conversation will be had with Robert, Jonathan. I know they're not like football ops, but they're going to say, Bill, like the fan base ain't happy. We ain't happy. We can't run it back, and it can't be the same thing. we got to make changes. I think changes are going to come. And I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the right what the right uh, word for this is. Like you throw throw gasoline on the fire, throw the can of WD-40 in the fire, Jordy. Don't do that, folks. I did that as a kid. Thank God I was hiding behind a tree because, boy, that was not a good idea. Do not throw the can of WD-40 in the fire, folks. That's a bad idea. WD-40 in a fire. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Again, thanks. <laughs> thankfully, I was hiding behind a tree after I did that because – stupid things kids will do back in the day in the woods uh so but throwing the wd-40 on the fire jordy is jared stidham and <laughs> what he did against the rate what he did against the 49ers who that is a bad ass defense over there for 49ers and stidham comes in for Derek carr who was benched by josh mcdaniels and he comes out you remember stidham looking very comfortable for the raiders when when the Patriots played the Raiders in the preseason, Jordy, we were kind of joking about it back then. He's like, he came in and like tore the Patriots starting defense up in the preseason with like the Raiders backups. Remember that? Yeah, I, I do remember that. I, I do. I guess it wasn't too funny, was it? No, it was legit. He looked just as comfortable against the most badass defense in football right now in the 49ers. They haven't lost in like a couple months. And he comes in there, and he's moving the Raiders up and down the field and scoring all these points. And it's like, oh, my God. And as we continue to watch our offense stumble over over itself, right, and rely on the defense to score all these points for him, it's just like, oh, my gosh. And it's just like Belichick traded Stidham in a seventh-round pick to McDaniels in Vegas for a sixth-rounder. I mean, the Patriots like basically dumped and gave up on that asset after burying him behind Cam Newton and Brian Hoyer for a couple of years. And it's 
this is not a commentary on Stidham. I, I'm not saying he's good and he's going to stick around as a starter, Jordy, because it was one game. But just seeing what McDaniels can do with that kid, just plugging him in his offense, making him look that comfortable and functional and scoring all those points against the 49ers. It's like, oh, my God, we need a competent offense. It, it doesn't that that does. That's the can of WD-40 on the fire right there. Like that is just like the if if nothing hits you harder as a fan, it's got to be Stidham lighting up the 49ers while the Patriots continue to, to you know, basically suck on offense. That's got to prove that that just drives the point home, doesn't it? It really does. And, you know, it's just it's, it's one of those things, man. It just it shows you it, it actually kind of shows you how great of an offensive mind Josh McDaniels is. And I mean, it's one of those things where people can. People can say whatever they want to say about McDaniels as a head coach, and obviously he struggled in that aspect and, you know, overseeing an entire football team. But as far as an offensive bind, Josh McDaniels is one of the best in the business, folks. He, he's he's real good. And, I mean, like you said, that 49ers defense is badass. They're downright scary. And Jared Stidham was carving them up in ways. It's, Come on, it's just it's, – it's crazy. It's just one of – it's, it's one of those things, man. It's one of those years – you know, and, and, and at times the Raiders' offense is, has, has not looked as good as they hoped that they would look. But yeah, man. But at the end of the day, still, it's one game. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to overreact after one game. You know, neither one of us are doing that. Stidham, uh, Stidham, kind of. He, he was kind of a question mark here. You know, the defenses. There isn't a lot of tape on him in the NFL. It's not like he started games or anything like that. So you know, this is this was a new thing here. Him coming out and throwing against the Raiders and. Eventually, teams will fi- they will figure out his tendencies, and they'll start to lock down on him. And then, you know, we'll we'll see we'll 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 see how real Jared Stidham is. But but from a Patriots perspective, that's definitely not a good look for the Patriots. And another reason why Robert Kraft is going to want to have that conversation with Bill Belichick sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree. It's not a commentary on the player. It's a commentary on the offensive structure and just the competency of the offense that McDaniels can plug in Stidham. And he looks like Joe Montana. Like it's the best defensive football. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm anxious to get to get on Twitter here, Jordy, and, and kind of catch up on the latest with DeMar Hamlin. I know that Hamlin's father did a Zoom call with the entire Bills team updating them this morning that Adam Schefter had a had a tweet about that. You gave that update kind of in real time as we're recording that Rappaport had that he actually opened his eyes and is like responding to things, which is amazing. I would love to be a fly on the wall to see DeMar react to that toy, his, uh, his fundraiser, the the toy drive uh, to, to see the the amount of money that's been donated to that thing. Uh, I would love to be a fly on the wall to see his reaction to that because that is, uh, that is special. It's going to help a lot of kids and it's going to, I'm sure it's going to move him. Uh, and, you know, the Patriots, uh, you know, every team has really come together. It's been really cool to see the NFL come together on this story, Jordy. But like the Patriots, they definitely have. I know Tom Brady made a big donation to the toy drive. Uh, Robert Kraft made a really nice gesture, too, that, you know, maybe you could talk about a little bit. Uh, you wrote about it on Pat's Wire. Uh, the Crafts, really nice gesture with their donation to Hamlin's uh, charity. They they changed their Twitter avatar or their picture. Uh, to like that pray for Hamlin graphic, which a lot of teams have done. I think it be, maybe every team has done on Twitter. The Patriots had a their video board at, at Fo- in Foxborough has has been uh, Demar Hamlin related, and they they posted that as well. So it's been cool to see you know as we come into the biggest game of the season here on Sunday, with you know as we talked about earlier, a ton of uncertainty surrounding that game. Uh, it's been cool to see uh, 
the players, the organizations, all this stuff, all these things coming together. But that that donation by the crafts uh, to Hamlin's charity was was pretty cool, wasn't it? It, it really was, man. And, you know, Kraft has always been charitable. That's just the type of type of owner that, that he's been in New England. And, you know, just seeing him kind of reach out there. What's been really cool to me, especially, is the fact that, you know, these teams are division rivals, but it's just just seeing everybody come together for the fact that it doesn't matter. You know, rivalries, trash talk, all this stuff, playoffs, seeding. You know, dude, none of this none of this matters in the grand scheme of thing when it comes to human life. You know, being at stake and being at stake, and just just seeing seeing the Patriots kind of step up there. You know, you mentioned Tom Brady, Kraft, and then obviously Miles Bryant, Lawrence Guy, Brian Hoyer, some of the other names that that, that contributed to to Demar's Tory Drive. It's just it's incredible to me. It's just you know, it just it just it just reminds you that there's some things that are that are bigger than sports. And even though we cheer for our favorite teams, just, just just no one realizes that these are these guys are human beings out there. They're out there and they're they're putting themselves in jeopardy out there for for your entertainment and their love for the game. So it's just it's 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 always always a bit sober and just to kind of take a step back and just see it for what it is, you know. No, absolutely. And and you know, I was trying to figure out like how are we going to record a podcast this week after Monday night and like how do you even offer up the perspective? I there's no way I can offer up the perspective, but uh I really ho- I I watched the entire Joe Burrow interview. I I I'm I'm really interested to see what Sean McDermott says when he gets to the podium here in about an hour. Uh, it's going to be after we're done recording, Jordy, but Joe Burrow, he was asked about why the Bengals captains decided to walk over to the Bills locker room while the game was temporarily just suspended on Monday night. Maybe we could kind of leave it here on the show this week. Here's what Burrow said, and it kind of just it kind of just like puts into perspective everything you were just saying. One, we wanted to show our support, and two, at that point there had been no decision made on the game, and we wanted to go over and let them know how we were feeling about playing. We didn't feel like it was, you know, we, we didn't want to go back out there and um, – that was the, the 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 decision that ended up being made, and you know I know they didn't want to go back out there either. So we just wanted to make sure that they knew that um, we felt the same way that they did. Doesn't that that hits different, right? When you hear Burrow say that, he's like, "Look, we knew, you know, usually in football you continue playing, right? Even when you see horrific injuries, you you keep playing. That's just like what we're used to seeing. We're not used to seeing games stop like that, right, Jordy? But Burrow saying in that moment, we want to go over to the Bills and say, hey." we're with you guys. We don't want to play either. So, you know, there's no decision to be made here. We're not going out there. That was uh, of all the things, like all the stories of like the NFL coming together, rallying together, showing that like that brotherhood, that comment by Burrow, it kind of taking us behind the curtain of, of what they were thinking, you know, in the locker room while that game was temporarily suspended while we were all kind of waiting on the couch and fans were still in their seats. And we we're all trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I don't know that hit different hearing those comments. Yeah, man, it definitely hit different. I mean, and you look at the Bengals situation. This isn't this isn't some team that's that's not in the playoffs, right? This is a number three freaking seed, yep. and they were they were playing they were playing to potentially you know compete for that top seed as huge well game, against game, the Buffalo yep. Bills. Yeah, I mean that, that was that was a huge football game. So for them to kind of you know for for them to 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 push all of that aside. It just it just goes back to what I to what I was saying a little while ago. It's just it's the heart of the game, you know. It's just 
man, it's, it's, it's not about football in that moment. You know, seeding doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about being the top seed or anything like that. It was just all about DeMar Hamlin's health there in that situation because that could have been Joe Burrow. You know, that could have been that could have been Joe Mixon. That could have been it could have been it could have flipped it around. You know, it could, it could have been anybody. It could have been T Higgins. You know, it's just this is a tough game that these guys play. And at any moment, things can happen. Freak accidents happen. It's just, you know, it's, it was a tragic accident. But at the end of the day, you know, at the, at the same point, you're just you're just ex- you're, we're happy that DeMar is hopefully trending in the right direction and pulling through. Um, still praying for him, but also too, you just love to see the humanity of of guys like a Burrow, who's who's the leader of that football team, to be able to step up and say, "Hey, you know, we don't want to go out there either. We're not going to put that pressure on you to go play this game just because we want to be the top seed in the AFC." None of that stuff matters. Well, all season long, you know, I do a Bills podcast with the Bills, uh, Nick Woten of the Bills Wire, Jordy. So we've. I can't tell you how many times I've yelled into the microphone. We need the number one seed for the Bills. Like, it can't be the Chiefs. We can't play at Arrowhead Stadium again. You know, uh, I just don't care anymore. I, I just don't care. I don't think it's important. Uh, I don't think it's important for the Bengals. I think the best team will end up going to the Super Bowl. And whether it's the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, or other, uh, I think the best team will go to the Super Bowl regardless of who has the home field. So hopefully we get the ruling on the Week 17 uh, situation between Bills, Bengals, and they they make a decision on that game, call it a no contest, whatever. And then we can all know what's going on, and we can watch the game on Saturday between the Chiefs and, and Raiders, and and figure out figure out the all the different scenarios and have some clarity. Because right now it's too freaking complicated with all the unknowns. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, I echo everything Jordy was saying, and it's it, we're you know the Demar Hamlin situation. It's been at top of mind all week long. It's really it's, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since Monday night. Uh, keep refreshing social media, looking for those updates. Uh, sounds like some positive ones have, have dropped today as we've recorded. I'm going to go, I'm going to go check those out, Jordy. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there and we'll see next week if we can get back on here and, and uh, talk playoffs or reflecting on the, on the season. It'll be one of those two things. We'll, we'll see what happens, my man. And, you know, hopefully, ho- hopefully it won't be the, the last game of the season for the Patriots. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, there's nothing more fun for football fans than to see your team play in the playoffs. It's uh, so that's what we're hoping for. Of course, love to see the Pats make it somehow. I don't know if they deserve to be in Jordy, but it'd be, it'd be nice to see them get in. Uh, and we will, uh, we'll figure all that out along with all of you uh, next week. We appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle podcast inside the weekly line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren and the Bet Slippin' podcast. We'll see you again next week.